Welcome everybody to What's Up Fandom. My name is Josh, and today I am joined once again by a very special guest. We've got Tom from uh, Nerd on the podcast. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I forgot about the enunciation at the end of Nerd on. You put you put the exclamation point there, so it's we have to respect on, it. And then yeah, we have to do fun things with it. Uh, so, dude, Tom, uh, it's been a hot minute. Uh, I think the last thing that we did was I think Jason and I talked movie or like making movies and shows and stuff. What about our five favorite did. films or some of that? I just remember. Oh, look, we all know the, the best moment was Shanghai Moon. Shanghai Moon, yes. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah, that was. Just... I don't know. I think my K drama was pretty up there, but I mean, Shanghai Moon is definitely like it, it was. of the movies. It was definitely Shanghai Moon. Yes. Okay. Uh, but the K drama, we can't. We have to give love to the K drama. But um, I'm really excited to be on the show or doing this episode uh, because uh, you know, even during all the shutdown and everything like that, there every once in a while is a magical star that comes across the sky and says, "Do you want to do this episode too?" And, then, and that was you. <laughs> and uh, you know, it came across with with Twitter, and I, you know, you know, the marquee topic is raised by wolves, and I was just over the moon about it. And I was just kind of screaming into the void, like how none of my friends, none of my co-hosts yeah. of Nerd On uh, want to do this episode. And you said, let's do an episode. And I said, oh, a savior, someone, an answer to the void. It's, it's, it's really one of those weird ones because it's like when I ask people, like, hey, have you watched Raised by Wolves? It's either, it's either one of two things, like, no, I don't have HBO Max. And I'm like, just do it just like i have hbo go but i don't have hbo max and i'm like how get rid of one get yeah. the other it's like it's like oh but i but i have a uh they have like a roku or something or something that doesn't have hbo max and i'm like browser yeah web browser it's like phone. do you do you have a phone yeah phone and yeah it's it's really sad because i'm just like watch this stupid show because it's really good and nobody watches it, and I'm just like, oh. it's like Utopia. I have not started watching Utopia though. And it's I, I heard uh, it, great it's a film. I mean, it, it's it's a series. Yes, is what it is. I heard I heard good things about it. Uh, who did I, t- I, t- I, ha- I had someone on the show. I don't remember who, and we talked very very briefly about uh, Utopia. And that was the only thing that I've been able to do on this show. It was like maybe like three minutes worth of Utopia, and that was it. And was like, <laughs> oh, bye, Utopia was great. So I'm assuming it's it's one that I need to catch up on. I I enjoyed it. Yes, I think okay. John Cusack is amazing in it. Uh, and then there are other people there. Okay. So I mean, compared to the topic we're talking about today, compared to Raised by Wolves, where are we at? Where so oh, far? Well, like Raised by Wolves is like way up here. Okay, okay, okay. And that was the thing. Though. So, so just like Josh said, if you don't have HBO Max, this is the reason to get HBO Max. Like, yes. send a check, HBO, Time Warner, Warner Media. Send the check uh, because no, I, I, I was talking to a bunch of my friends, and the only one person who I've been able to like physically see because of work, uh, I got him to watch. Uh, HBO uh, watch uh, Raised by Wolves and then it became it was wonderful because in this time it's hard to like everyone's binging there's a lot of shows dropping but this was they dropped three episodes they dropped two and another two and then we Mm -hmm. were able to have the water cooler conversation of like and then this happened and you know so I was like what do you think about that and it was it was enjoyable just in 
I think also this is like the first, I think, really hard, hard sci-fi show for 2020. Yeah. Uh, did, I think did Brave New ex- World. Did the Expre- Expanse come out this year? Or was that last year? I think that was last. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, and the, that season was a little bit more diff- different. Mm-hmm. Because that was just full Amazon this time instead of being that sci-fi Amazon hybrid. Yeah. Um, which I which I enjoyed, but yeah, this was like new sci-fi. It was a sci-fi yeah. that we've not had before. Yeah. I mean, we've had three seasons of The Expanse. Um, we've had you know Discovery and stuff like that. So we've got Picard. you know the Star Treks and everything in Picard. Um, but yeah, this one was just different. Like it hit different. Yeah, and I, and I think for sure, like when I saw the trailer for it, it said directed by Ridley Scott, and I was like, "Oh, a show!" And then it said yeah. completely original uh, con- con- concept, and I was like, "I need this." Like, I-, I was getting a little tired out of the IP game with Legendary and everyone else just like grabbing, like, "Oh, this has been a comic book or a book or a reboot or a show." Yeah. And then the fact that like this is all brand new, I was like, "Oh my god!" But then there was always, you know watching any type of really scott show or movie you're kind of like all right when are you going to connect it back to aliens when are you going to connect it back to aliens and so there's a little bit of that writing inside but then just seeing the trailer and then seeing mother and what she does mm-hmm. i was just like "Ooh, i'm gonna need a couple pair of pants because definitely um real quick before before we really go any further because we're going to do non-spoilery right now okay and then all we're right. going to go and like into some spoiler fun i like that okay. um so for the non-spoilers, who was your favorite character on the show? Non-spoiler? Um, yeah. Father. Right? Father's the best character father, in the entire show. We, we were, every, the, to the other person I was watching with, we were like, Father needs to be protected at all times. He needs mm-hmm. to be preserved, and we, nothing could happen to him. And anytime there's a moment of like, <gasps> you're just like, oh, anyone, anyone but him, please. Right. So. Oh, man. Like, and then that final episode, I was oh. like, I was like, oh. And that- yeah yeah there's without being spoiler there is it it has conversations of artificial intelligence and it it just and what what, you know true i mean sorry go ahead go ahead what true sci-fi i think i feel like attempts to do is create conversations around human condition and our experiences via the genre so like could we live in another planet and do is artificial intelligence really a viable thing and you know, is, is finding life on other planets or what is uh, the purpose of language like an arrival, you know, like, you know, if we live our lives and make bad decisions, are we still truly living our lives in its fullest, you know, knowing the outcome of everything. So those are those kind of things. I, I just uh, love the show. Yeah. And we only get, I mean, we got 10 episodes, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Um, I did uh, my last episode. I had forgot that I had only watched uh, one of the two episodes so like I got three episodes for my last and I was like, yay, <laughs> I was really excited. Um, so there was a good, nice little like two and a half hour little marathon for me. It was like basically watching one nice big movie and I really like that. Um, but no, yeah, like father, I definitely my favorite of the characters uh, whenever he was on screen, like, and cause it, I guess really not spoiler because it's in, all of the you know marketing materials yeah, for it I so it's like twitter yeah yeah like well i mean uh imdb i love imdb synopsis of the series 
Uh, androids are tasked with raising human children on a mysterious planet. While not wrong, there's a lot not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even HBO Max's too. Is, it's very like, from executive producer Ridley Scott, Raised by Wolves centers on two androids tasked with raising human children on a mysterious virgin planet. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and dangerous task. Um, I don't know why it went eternal. I love that read. (laughs) It's like, like, bum, 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 bum. And then coming soon to ABC Family, you know. Um, I would love an ABC Family version of ABC. (laughs) Just a multicam sitcom. With the couch in the middle, they're always looking at the TV at the end of the episode. I, yeah, I'd be mm-hmm. um, It'd be kind of like a married with children. Yes. Like when uh, when Marcus and Sue come over, they would like come in. <laughs> and then just clapping, and then it's like that. And then it always has a, a push in. Yeah. Um, but I will say the hard second is it's hard not to be mother. Like, yeah. I, I absolutely loved mother, and I didn't expect me to have such a visceral, like, uh, I guess, compassion for the character. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, father and mother play these two parts of, you know, family dynamics and it's a version about it and a little bit of a modern conversation about, you know, who is more capable and the, and the placement that you have within the family that it, it's, it's great, but for obviously reasons, it's like father has so, so much more humanity that we see from the get that we, mm-hmm. you know, audiences just enjoy that I, I love. I mean, any any cool android that wants to tell you, like, stupid dad jokes is, like, the best. And and then I think my third favorite character um, is going to come out of left field may have uh-huh. been Mouse. Oh, okay. I loved Mouse. I mean, is this... I, I, there, there's, I was like, there's a little spoilery thing. I was like, I have to ask what kind of Mouse. Oh, hmm. Like OG Mouse. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. And, this is and hard, know, by the way. This is hard. Not spoiler. It's very hard. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> if if you were to, I hey, sure. If you're going like we're we'll give it a report card rank. Where would you put Raised by Wolves? Like, oh what my. would you report card it? A, a solid A. Like, um, I've been I've been kind of talking about like how the streaming services are coming out right, and so the streaming wars began in you know middle to late 2019. Um, Disney Plus came in swinging with Mandalorian, and you know Apple TV and then nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> and Apple TV came out with like uh, the morning show and uh, uh, the space show that I forget that my friend worked on, but it looks great. But th- and, and Amazon you know had been coming out it's like hey we just drop it we're not really trying to fight because we don't need to we make our billions elsewhere um and uh hbo was everyone's kind of like i don't know and same thing with netflix but i felt like hbo kind of really kicked up the like the the speed with just like the original content like Watchmen came out and then you know raised by wolves was announced and then lovecraft country and so it's just like i feel like just keeps hitting and hitting and hitting and you know we could chuck all of them into a crowd and someone's going to catch one of them and love it where you know, the Disney model is a little bit more of like, everyone has to love Mandalorian or it won't be successful. Yeah. Where like HBO Max is like, toss five shows and then we'll get the majority. So it's it's very interesting to see that. And I, But I feel like in 2020, my favorite show this year is probably Raised by Wolves. Like in 2019, it was Watchmen. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. It, it, 
I would. I'm right there with you. I mean, Mandalorian is gonna have to be damn, damn good mm-hmm. in order for it to even come close to Raised by Wolves. Um, it's same thing with uh, like Star Trek too. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm in this Discovery kick right now, so I'm like binging all of it. Tr- well, trying to. I've, I made the mistake of watching it with uh, one of my friends, and she's slow. So I'm just, so we're like stuck on this like episode and I'm like, can we go? Can we continue? So, oh, not tonight. I'm like, mm, I see the thing with, you know, just for our listeners. So it's not like we're comparing, you know, apples and oranges, but the thing is like the show's greatness or the level of grade that we arbitrarily give these shows like Mandalorian, you know, being part of the star Wars proper uh, the real, I think challenge for me uh, that I look forward to like, if it's going to be a great show is like, how well does it live within the star Wars fantasy lore that it's established or lives in? And then I guess something with star Trek discovery is like, how well are the characters going to develop? And by the end of the season, are they going to kind of feel like they progress in such a way where raised by wolves was kind of like, it's the first season. And in the same way, like ex machina where it just controls the level of information you get, but allowing you to feel like it's a mystery with characters that know more than you, but also don't know as much as you. And you're learning more about, you know, the, the religious aspects of it, the planets, history, all these things. And you're just asking yourself questions of like, what if we were in those situations, but also the, 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 you know, nuclear drama of like, okay, what's happening to these characters and how are they going to evolve from this point to another point? Um, yeah. So that's, 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 that's razor. Wolves just, exceeded so many expectations and i was just like i was never really upset with like oh it gave me more questions and answers kind of see thing. that that was what i liked about it like because like when it did give you a question it wasn't that long before you got a relative answer to it yeah and that's what i i thoroughly enjoyed like there are some shows where it's like you'll get like a question in like episode two that you won't hear from the rest of the time and you'll just be like well what happened to that how did that happen or maybe that's a season two thing, but like, yeah, like Raised by Wolves is really good about like, we're going to, you know, answer these along the way. And it's definitely a series that didn't feel rushed either. Yeah. That's why I'm giving, I'm also going to give it like a, a very strong A, oh. uh, not an A plus. Cause I mean, always room for improvement. Exactly. Not an A minus. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just really good. Like the acting superb. Oh, my like everybody in that show like there are there are children in this show there are uh you know adults in this show and throughout i was thoroughly impressed with everybody um i want that cool bubble igloo thing like i want to <laughs> live in that like that's what i want to live in i think that would be really fun um so from here on out we're gonna go spoiler heavy Oh, thank goodness. Thank, thank uh, soul. Thank soul. Thank soul. Praise be to soul. <laughs> Praise be to um, soul. We're going to talk uh, spoilers now. So if you haven't watched it, why? Just go <laughs> just get your HBO subscription. I'll put a link to Raised by Wolves in the show notes where you can get an HBO subscription. Like, I think, don't you get like like seven free days or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but also I, I feel like when HBO Max was launching, HBO was like, okay, if you got, you know, HBO Go or HBO Now, just you know go on now and then we'll just give you the you know first year yeah you just like roll it into it and, and then you like, start paying the higher premium whatever it was going to be after the year i was like easy, easy. yeah and i i don't know about you but like when i bought it i ended up getting like some like 
like it was like a 13 month deal or yeah. something mm-hmm. where it was only like 60 bucks for 13 months and i was like okay i'll do that that's ridiculously cheap purchase exactly yeah and and i think i was already kind of uh you know stepping aside from raised by wolves for a second i was a little intrigued by uh anna kendrick's show love life because like mm-hmm. once she had a show on quibi or she had another show on amazon i was like how many shows is she in because she also had like a movie with like i think was it bill Hader on disney plus and it was like she was santa oh claus. yeah she was like oh. santa claus or something yeah and i was like she did so much streaming work my goodness but i was just like all right let's see how this goes and i enjoyed that quite as well as much so it's- unfortunately i don't think that quibi show is going to get a second season Ooh. much like quibi i don't yeah. think it's gonna get a second Th- year. that's actually quite interesting to think about too just because like where did the properties go? Because they had Reno 911. They had like big title things. I was like, um, somebody's maybe. got Reno 911 now. I think it's HBO Max. <sighs> I think but, they, I think they gobbled it up. Well, I mean, because HBO Max has Comedy Central, so I felt yeah, like yeah, maybe they just like it just reverted back to back. Comedy Central, and they just it's ours now. It'll be definitely interesting, but uh, yeah. So no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite part of the whole show? Uh, I love the religious <laughs> elements. Yes. Just because like, when I first heard that they were talking about Mithraic, and I was like, wait a sec, my religions of the world class back in freshman year of high uh, college is coming back to me. Nice. Like, Mithraic, that's like Mithraism. That's a weird Roman cult. Uh, and I, I just like, I started going down this thing and the more, the more stuff that they were, um, showing about Mithraism. And I was like, yeah, that's very, very good. Like the fact, like, uh, when she comes back with the, cause like there was part of me that was like, I wonder if they're going to bring this back to like Rome. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she was like, this is Romulus's tooth. And I was like, yes perfect i didn't even know that that's deep cut yeah man it's really cool it's and then it got me on this this whole i bought a book and i read a book um about after the uh, fact after watching the the fact yeah uh, about the mithraic mysteries and everything because it's it's a uh it's actually mithras is a zoriastrian zoriastrian he's in zoriastrianism uh he's a zoriastrian god Mm. um who's one of he's like one of their principal deities and uh he like the, the cult there's not a lot known about them because the only like really none of their like scriptures or anything like survived the only thing that's pretty much here is like reliefs and sculptures but the book that i was reading it was a very up and coming and really popular um religion in the time uh, yeah in like the second century in the roman empire and there was there happened to be this other also small religion uh that was rising in the roman empire called christianity at the same time (laughs) and they were like budding heads um like there were parts of uh mithraism that was taking like stuff from like the baptisms and everything from christianity and then christianity was taking things from mithraism and they were just kind of doing this whole little thing um but those original marvel versus dc exactly (laughs) and then you know you have you know the fourth century constantine comes over and is like hey uh the new the new religion of rome is christianity and so it kind of like 
disappears. Mm. Um, but he was he was saying like if Constantine hadn't done that, there is a possibility that Mithraism could be the Christianity of today. And I feel like that's what they do just because they're they're basically like butting heads this entire time. And then one of them kind of just gets outlawed. So yeah. it's like, oh, well, all the support goes away from this one and this one rises to the top. Whereas if it would have been different and this one would have rise, risen to the top, we would have had Mithraism today. So I think that's what the what they were doing in, in this alternate reality mm-hmm. of Earth and everything. It's like the Mithraic Mysteries actually rises to power instead of Christianity. So the world does come to an end because of everything because it's definitely more of a different religion. Um, like, but they do so many things in this, like the, uh, you know, when they go to the rock, the big, like, dodecahedron rock. Yeah. yeah. They go to that. That's actually part of Mithras's origin where he is birthed from a rock. Does like anyone he, stick their hand in that rock? I don't remember, <laughs> but, but he does come out wielding a, uh, like a sword or knife and a torch. So like, that's how he comes out into the world. Um, And I'm like, that's pretty good. You guys are giving us this whole thing. Maybe this is where somebody is going to come out of this. And Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's highly resemblant of the, the creature or other Android that's in the other smaller dodecahedron. Mm Mm-hmm that a mother starts having visions of and, you know, also spewing out white liquid and has like a giant mouth gaping thing. So probably birth. So it's like, that's the thing that I really love is that there is such a wonderful kind of like garden variety salad melody going on where it's like they play, you know, one of my favorite things is kind of a little bit what you said of just the religion aspect because it plays with the atheism aspect and it asks Mm -hmm. these questions of does belief come from absence of religion or do we create belief and you know with campion number two campion the second um kind of starting to believe in something that he's never been really taught formally but just wanting to believe in a higher power like asking those humanistic questions like i loved uh did you watch or did you listen to the raised by wolf podcast uh no i didn't listen to it i didn't know that that was a thing because i would always like end it because Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't ever paying attention. Um, like the like kind of like uh, when they would do like those Game of Thrones podcasts and stuff like that. There, there would Talking be some down. that I would listen to, but I wouldn't listen to like the official HBO one. I would listen to like Cast the Kings or something like that or like Binge Mode or something. Uh, those are what I would listen to. Um, so like I whenever they were like, listen to like the whatever, I would just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Knowing full well that I'm not going to listen to that one. I'm going to listen to another podcast on it um so i have not listened to that one yet like i i knew that it was a thing i just put it out of my mind and now that it's done i feel like i should go back and actually listen to all of those i i work in a warehouse and i'm typically by myself so i have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and that was one that like i would listen to after every episode that would drop um and the cool thing that which you just did was actually like very you know that book obviously you got your money's worth because they brought in someone who knew about really? the racism and that was really cool that so i was like yeah yeah that it was like josh, everyone listening right now josh, josh is 100 percent right dude <laughs> like, like i like that that's that was my thing like in uh my major was history so mm-hmm. i'm like the one of the best parts about history is all of the different religions because that like 
really creates the history like there's wars that are fought because of religion and, and that it changes is a the part yeah, of history, history yeah. exactly like countries rise and fall depending on which religion that they you know ad- adhere to yeah. and so like when i when i heard that i was like oh boy so like the little joshies were tingling in my head and i was like oh i'm ready for this this is going to be good stuff so i think like maybe like episode five is when i actually ordered the book oh. and then when everything finally finished i was like okay i'm gonna read this book now is episode so, five when they start seeing um the flashbacks of yeah that I, that's when the flashbacks and everything oh. started happening. I was like, oh, no, no, no. like it was oh man and like all the flashback scenes because usually I'm not a fan of flashback scenes. Uh, but this I feel, did I, so well. It did so well. They blend so well with everything. I loved uh, Marcus and Sue at the beginning until Marcus becomes like an ass. I mean, he's starting to become religious. Like, yes. I, I'm, I'm not hating on religion, everyone out there. Like, you know, your beliefs we're, are w- wonderful. We're going to talk about religion in the context of this show. Yes. Not not current world religions we're going to talk about religion in uh so the only religion that exists in this podcast is <laughs> mythism uh and then the atheist and and, and, and the atheist the thing i really enjoyed about this was that like typically media shows religion as like oh they're you know almost kind of like like extremist amish where like no modern medicine no science no blah blah just belief where the Mithraic in this show helped develop the necromancer. They developed the arcs and they were like, you know, the atheists don't have this technology. And it's like, I, I, I ate that up and I was like, this is really cool. Cause this, I'm, I'm not typically very theistic to begin with. And so when I see religion done really well and not shown as pure evil or pure good, but it's shown as like, Oh, it's a powerful force, which historically is always very true. Whether it's used for good or bad, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's compelling, and there's no denying uh, its its uh, presence on Earth, and so or in the planets, wherever it is, and so just like the idea that you know, Mother, who comes from the Mithraic, as this weapon of mass destruction, and then turned into this weapon of mass like nurturing, you know, like is is supposed to lead and and help you know raise the the future of the human humankind and i'm just like that's such a wonderful subversion of like how we imagine what our nuclear bombs do or other weapons of mass destruction that we currently have in our current time in our current time um and turning it into something more humanistic like one of my i mean one of my favorite episodes is definitely the pilot just because you see everything happen it sells you on all as much as it can and then afterwards i will say there's something that got me really really sad was just not seeing enough mother T pose flying and just, just exploding people. I needed a little bit more of that. And I'm just like, well, you can't have her just be, you know, this easy button all day. So, yeah, I I'm what I wanted a little bit more of was uh, the way that the religion works in the ship. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to see more of the ship. We see the ship for like, like three scenes, I think total of the ship. And I'm kind of like, I wish I would have seen a little bit more of the like ship. what happens in the sim? Yeah. like uh, or, yeah. Or, or, or not even in the sim, like when Mother actually goes into the ship, we oh. see her blow up the um, the bridge, basically. The entire and then And then her go into the, uh, the kid area, like the daycare station. And those are like really the two places that we see on the ship. When we're, when we're in the memories, there's like, there's some corridors mm-hmm. and like a little like, weird place where they put the kids 
yeah which was kind of bizarre and i was like what is this random like atrium that all the kids are just like in and then they got Um, the pods yeah and like that was that was it was weird because i was like i would like to know a little bit more about what's going on here which maybe is what we're going to happen because it does lead into these are not the only you know humans that are left on like that are left mm-hmm. like we see like at the, at the in the last episode it's like there's another you know ship and maybe we get to do a little bit more on that ship and hopefully i'm hoping it's not because like these guys weren't all dressed like the, those know, are atheists were they all atheists yeah when oh, marcus goes so like atheists Oh, see, I didn't even, I, that didn't even register to me. I just thought they were like, maybe not as devout. Exactly. That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, some other Mithraic because you don't, and that's again, the show does such a good, like it, like to your point, it answers a question relatively. So it's like, yeah. are there more humans? Yes, but not Mithraic. And I'm like, oh my, it's like, but I thought Mithraic, I thought atheists didn't have an arc. They didn't have, and it's like, Exactly. Like, I thought all the atheists died on Earth, and like the only atheist human that is left is Cambion. And and, and that's later, the thing. The other two. The, what the show does really well too is it always asks you that question. It's like, well, why wouldn't it? So it's like, why would Marcus and Sue be the only atheists that survived from Earth? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, what are these things that look like human? Well, why wouldn't they be human? And you're like, oh my God, stop! You know, like, okay, what is this? You know, monster. This thing that you know. Uh, mother's gonna birth into the world it's like well why wouldn't it be an alien You're like oh my god it's st- like it, it does that so well where it's like well you know here it is and like obviously we got to talk a little bit about the ending of the of the season with just the utter amount of symbol symbology sim- symbolism of like you know a sperm going into an egg landing on the tropical zone with mother and father with the snake garden of eden the episode's name is like beginning like there's so I think, much I, I think is it in the beginning or is it just the beginning i think it's in the beginning oh see beautiful that's a great way to and, and that's, checking my phone i have it and, up here <laughs> that's the thing i i hate how intelligent the show is and but it doesn't feel like it's trying to be smarter than you it's just trying to say like this is what i have planned out like i think um, and not to, you know, tit for tat compare sci-fis and sci-fi, but I had one of my friends tell me about how like, oh, Tom, you're going to love Westworld because you think you're going to understand it and then you realize how much smarter than it is. And you know, I'm like, no, nah, not really. I, I got it. I understood most of it. Um, but then this show, like, it doesn't feel like it's trying to wag its finger at you saying like, oh, you thought this, but you know, it just feels like you're on this lovely surprise game. And like the human dynamics, like seeing Sue her character develop i thought she was going to be like the the most sticklery one like a stick in the mud but you realize like oh she just wants to survive and that mother instincts coming in and the moment between her and mother in the cave and how you find it oh it's us she of the humans sue is my favorite human i mean because cambion he's kind of i i yeah i i there's there are times where i'm just like slap him just somebody slap the damn kid he needs he needs something um but people who are familiar with listening to me on nerd on uh are familiar that i hate kids typically in media because they're written like as if they're like walking like distractions walking like they're gonna go right into the hole like and i liked how they did that in the first episode with um i forget her name the first girl who goes missing um and she goes into one of the holes and we don't see her till way later 
and we uh, pretty much like an apparition um but uh you know it's to me that makes so much more sense that they're on a foreign planet these androids don't really know how to take care of humans and so six humans yeah six humans pass away and then only one is left which is campion but even campion at a very young age like he is having to he has no sense of social understanding other than mother and father so he doesn't know how to have peer relations he doesn't know how to like soothe like other kids or himself when he's come across conflict where other kids written in other stories and the one that i always go back to is kindergarten cop i just hated the actions that the kid that the main kid did i was like why why are you doing this like didn't your mom ever teach you like not to open doors for strangers or all that stuff but um campion i like his i liked his rebellion i liked how he he saw the error of his ways and there it was this sense of like you will be the new leader of people and he rejects it and then he has to learn to accept it like it does so much in 10 episodes that i feel like a lot of shows don't do within like three seasons yeah and, tally yeah, tally yeah tally. Oh. so which is I, weird because they're always constantly like yelling tally yeah whenever they see that's another thing that like i i, I hate when this happens in shows where when somebody sees something, they never talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Like, father literally sees Tally run away, and he's like, mm, was that Tally? And then it's like, mm. it's like, mother's like, what happened, father? And he's like, um, none. And you're just like, tell, tell her, her that you may have seen Tally. And then, she see- and then she sees Tally, and then it's just like, what's wrong, mother? And she's like, nothing, father. And you're like, just talk to each other. <laughs> come on and then like cambian sees her like 19 times and then he's like oh yeah it's crazy and you're like somebody mentioned that you guys have seen tally like i think paul sees tally uh tempest sees tally all these people see this this girl and nobody says a word and i'm just like things would be so much easier if you guys just said like hey i saw a person let's leave or something there, there is a, a running rumor that Tally, what we see after she falls into the pit, is actually the embodiment of the voice. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I also don't think for an instant, I, I, I think that Tally is, like, the voice is the one that impregnates Mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, like, Tally leads Mother to the pod. Yeah. Where, and then, like, everything's all glitchy and everything, mm-hmm. and she's literally not moving for long periods of time. Um, and it's like, yeah, that something has to be going on here. Like there's something special and, but it's weird. Cause like, why does Tally want Cambion to kill himself? I, and that's the thing where it's like the voice found its way into Marcus mm-hmm. and also into Paul. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. You would think it'd follow just the Mithraic people who are, you know, devout, but then somehow it finds mother, it finds father. And so it's like, it doesn't really need necessarily like human, you know, flesh and blood to, to speak to. And even the guy with the metal bucket thing. And so it's like, it's asking that question of like, is the voice, are we going to get the Mithraic uh, explanation that this, this figure, this, this entity, this, this presence is malicious or is it benevolent or malevolent or benevolent and so you're you're like i don't know and that's the thing where it's like who knows because i think 
it did it saved marcus for sure and like at the point where us audience we wanted marcus to survive we wanted him and sue to get to paul and just not kill mother and father and the rest of the people but then you know what you can't have drama if you don't have but then he becomes religious or like however then he believes he's now the new you know the king of the king of the world so it's 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 crazy to think and like also like I mean, just like the the snake, like and how it grows. It like it's this eel thing, but it flies. Or like when mother was talking about, like where father was like, we'll, we'll kill it. We'll we'll throw it down the hole, and she's like, it flies. And then I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, it's just like, oh man. I I do I do like how their plan was. Let's go through the center of the earth, and then it's just like, oh, we came back out, and it's it, like, oh yeah, that may have happened. And I, I mean, th- there are lots of holes. And I, I'm thinking, and I don't know if it's 100% confirmed uh, from the writer or not, but, like, what Mother gave birth to is kind of, like, a new version of, like, the serpents that they find on Kepler-22b. Yeah, because this, this is going to have human blood. With uh, android. Android mixed in with it. Mixed in with whatever... The voices. The voices. Yeah. So... It's, I mean, there's probably a little bit of Blake Shelton in there. We don't know. <laughs> it's it's going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, like, that's, that's what, like, uh, there, are, there are two people that I felt bad for, like, of, of the children. Because Cambian, to me, I was like, Cambian can take it or leave it. I don't particularly care. I'm really confused on why he has an English accent and nobody else speaks in an English accent. Doesn't, his father kind of has an English accent, right? barely barely yeah barely. but campions is really hard yes he's like father and yeah. it's like campion yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 bizarre but yeah that that he was weird to me but anyway um a great acting but like i felt bad for paul and i felt the worst for tempest tempest for sure she had to like make her way and like she didn't want the baby uh, she literally got raped. It's like you yeah, don't. She gets raped in cryo sleep, and a baby is impregnated in her, and she just wants it gone. And and, and nobody will let her get rid of this baby. Well, and it's not been just like just a rape. You know, all rape is you know fucking terrible. It's terrible. Um, and uh, but like it's from PG-13, like a high. You get the one. It's 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 yeah exactly. Uh, and it's uh, but it's from like a high priest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, and she's what, like 14? Yeah. And so when she looks back of what religion did for her, it was take away, you know, her freedom and her security and, you know, comfortability within her own skin. And, you know, beyond the religious Mithraic people who are just like, it's, you know, it's a good thing, blah, blah, blah. Forget about it. Mum's the word. Mother and the atheists are like, but we need to make sure that humankind survives. So you're going to yeah. keep that baby. It's like, oh, like it's such a bad time for her. Paul, he can he can go jump off one of those cliffs. I I am going to be a Paul apologist. A, apologist. Apologist. Um, right tell now. Me. Okay. So here's tell my, me. Here's my thing with Paul. Poor Paul. First off, his parents murdered. <laughs> um, go, okay. I'll let you talk your case and we'll go mine. Second. Second. Uh, Paul, he meets new parents who are actually nice to him. So he finally has parents that actually care and love him. Um, then he has mouse fun, gets abducted from the parents. Parents finally find him and he's happy. And then 
dad is kind of a little bit weird now, um, but still loves mom. So does what he can to, you know, even though he likes Cambion and I guess likes the other kids and is starting to like mother and father, still wants to be with his parents. Um, so we have all of this thing that's going on. So the, the kid's got like this, this weird, like what's going on with him. Kid may be the chosen one for all we know. Who knows? There's like 17 chosen ones this damn show. True. Um, so then he goes and he gets led astray by the voice, which is really leading most everybody that listens to it astray. Exactly. I, there's not a single person really. Who's Takes like you, use you, to tosses you. Yes. And he is now the latest victim. Um, and unfortunately finds out that the person who he loved has been lying to him this entire time killed his original parents so when he does shoot her i'm kind of like oh that's not good like i i was like the kid i i'm ready for a um paul dimption arc in season two i want that to happen um counter me um so I grew up uh, as a kid of a child of divorce. And so having two Christmases, um, having to go to different houses was normal to me. And I can imagine how it would be for other people who are like, what do you mean your parents split up? And what do you mean? Blah, blah. I was like, yeah, that's just normal. Whatever. We get over it. For this child, Paul, most of his life has been away from his actual parents. And so he says, like you said, like his new parents, like the mother actually you never talked to me and i was like oh my god like these are terrible people um but then you got these atheists who are like we have to protect this child like they have that compassion in that heart and obviously they do, again, they do also spend 22 years with him exactly so they spent more time with him than anything else so it's just like to me i'm kind of like yeah it might be a lie but also that those are your parents like they raised you you built a relationship with them so it didn't matter how they look like. They could have looked like, you know, the original actors that played them. Um, and it shouldn't make a difference because the emotion and feeling and development actually happened. Um, for me, that's just how I look at it. Um, and then also, like, when he's with the rest of the surviving children at the, at the wolves, wolf den, um, he's just a conniving little punk. He's like, take the eyeball and do this thing. I'm like, oh, he oh because heck. Because his father told him to take the eyeball. Well, the father that he now loves, who has done a complete 180 in personality and cares about him that he spent 22 years with. But he also started like sowing seeds of doubt within Campion. Like, and it's just like, he plays a little bit of well, that he's part just of- a, He's just a good Mithraic child. He's which, spreading the seeds and and trying to convert more people he's he's really the first on this new planet mithraic missionary exactly I was, and, and that's the thing where it's like i find like that's the irritating thing of what you know religion plays out in media where it's just like you know it's it's kind of like you know you never have to ask a vegan if they're vegan because they'll tell you anyways that whole like okay i get it you're mithraic just take off your necklace you're in here no one's coming to save you and like Mother and father are like, yo, we're just trying to help you out. And we're trying to teach you science. And we're trying to teach you how to defend yourself. Like, what's Saul going to do? It's like, ain't going to do nothing for y'all. But it does something for Paul. Um, and, and, he, and he does learn how to defend himself. He makes a dope, a dope trap. 
And then the one kid that he was like, hey, let's be friends, oh. then punches him because he makes a cool trap to fight to kill the, the things yeah. for food. That was like, I was like, so that's why I was kind of like, I feel bad for Paul just because there are instances for mm-hmm. him. You where, can empathize, yeah. Yeah, you, the, exactly. That's what I was doing. Because like, I was trying to pick a human character in this group that was with <laughs> the androids that I cared about. Um, and it was Temp- like it was originally Tempest, but then she's like disappears for half the time. Mm-hmm. She's like she's they like keep her in a hole, like keep her away from all the other kids, so she doesn't do anything with anybody else. So I was like, well, it's got to be Paul now. So I tried to go with Paul because I just couldn't with Campion. Um, I'm, I I I tried and I was like, I can't. Even I I like Campion. Because I feel like he's a little like I think I I related to that. So there's a little bit of roasting and glasses for sure. Of like, here's a new kid. He's got bright blonde hair. It's a little bit more quaffed. My shit's all greasy. And it's like he's better. He's a little smarter. He's able to find things. I want to be his friend, but somehow he keeps getting the affection of other people that I I want. And I'm like I feel like my parents told me I was the chosen one. But all of a sudden, like he hears the voice and he hear he has the cool toy of mouse and also like someone talks to him and then campion's just like i thought i was special <laughs> and then apparently he's not and i think that's the again the very human lesson to learn is like everyone is quote-unquote special in their own way um but like there there was that sense like i really kind of almost loved the idea of like what if campion became the really religious one and paul's the one that loses his religion i that's kind of what i'm hoping for i'm kind <sighs> of hoping for paul in the second season to during his um what did I call it? Paul Demption. Paul Demption. Uh, during the Paul <laughs> Demption, I want him to like be like, you know what? Wait a sec. You're supposed to be soul, but you've steered me away from everything. I'm going to go back to uh, my mom. And, you know, that that's what happens. So maybe we get new little atheist Paul. And then Cambian, I don't know. The, the kids are being weird. Who knows what's going to happen there? <laughs> I mean, for me, I think we'll get a Campionessance. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Too. I'm sorry. sorry. I, I was thinking when we talked about <laughs> when I said when I said Mithraic missionary, I was like oh, Mithraicianary. Um, <laughs> um, but I feel like Campion is a little, you know, he's a little JC. He's a little Jesus Christ, a little John Constantine. You know, where um, he's got to have a moment where he's going to start thinking like in his older adolescence, I guess, where he's like a teenager and starts having funny feelings about you know bodily fluids uh to start thinking like maybe religion isn't the bad way because we can like belief gives you a little bit of a strength you know you can fight a little bit harder when you believe in something that's not really tangible um and you know i think there is a really wonderful dance that they can play between paul and campion of like they both are trying to find what saul is to them and what it, it means to be just human and not and have your own freedoms um like there was a moment that i was really kind of hoping like when um, the mother of Paul was talking to him and saying like, those aren't voices, you know, that's just your dad. You know, he you know, mm-hmm. said all these things and those aren't real. And he kind of like, he says, yes. And I was like, oh, but then he comes out of nowhere and like, he knows everything. The, the, the voice told him, it's like, you're not my real mom. I read these like metal tarot, tarot cards. I'm like, excuse me. Like, that was, I was like, what is, how? And it's, it's such a good, like, okay, well, he knows. And so it, it kind of doesn't matter how he knows, but he knows, and this is what he's done because he knows. And I, it's, 
I think this, it, yeah. I think it would be long, like in game, to where uh, I think it would be really interesting. Like mother is trying to raise these children as atheists, and then uh, Campion, I don't know, creates Campolithism or something, <laughs> and he becomes this new, you know, religious leader. Um, and then Paul is now t- is now an atheist, and so you basically have like. Because, I mean, it's just how humans are. We're going to go full circle on it. Mm-hmm. So we just go full circle on this new planet in the exact same way. But it's just everything was switched just enough. Because it's like a Cain and Abel situation. Exactly. Because um, Campion is basically Cain and uh, Paul. Abel is Paul. Yeah. So Or Paul is Abel. Um, or, Paul you know, or, or, maybe, to- or maybe you have two, you know, different religions. You have... Uh, Campolithism and, and then, McCarthyism. Uh, I was thinking uh, Polistantism. Okay, uh, that works. I don't know. I was, I was trying to do something there. Um, it's just fun. I love. I've loved these puns now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think you know we could do some cool stuff with that. I, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do season two. I'm glad that it is getting a season two. Oh yeah. I'm glad I, that it's not a one on done like half the Netflix shows nowadays. Yeah, which is quite sad if you think about it like for me i think they're the quantity is kind of nice it does make you know competition a little harder but like people are wanting more original new stuff and you know who are we to say no more but there's two things i want to make sure we talk about is yo dad could eat or father can eat stuff and be like radioactive not radioactive has sustenance nutrient i was like oh my god that's i I don't know it's like what was that video game with the android that was on playstation there's a lot of those uh he's he's an android though and uh it had all the people in it mega man no <laughs> uh no shoot uh metal gear solid ride detroit detroit oh okay so yeah because you know how you know the dude connor i think is his name like he'll like touch things and he'll like put him to his mouth oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and he'll be like sense oh this is a blah 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 um which is not sanitary but uh he would he would do stuff like that so i when he when he did that i was like there there should be zero reason why an android would not have you know sensors in his tongue area to you know simulate the human experience um in order to test things like that uh, i thought that was really cool like i i do like that um it was one of my favorite parts uh, whenever they do because like we don't really get a lot with father like android wise we yeah. get a lot with mother because she t-poses and she's a banshee and no, ball, what, baller what is is it a banshee or do they necromancer. call her something necromancer yeah. um she's a necromancer and it's really cool but with father he's just like yeah i'm like your base model base he, model android and i'm just what, like yeah uh, the show, uh, the creator Aaron Guzikowski said he wanted Father to feel like he's that old school Ford model, where like it's really strong, but it's not like the, with all the flashy like a Tesla, where that's what Mother is, where she's got yeah. all the cool doodads. Um, but he's like, and you see him like when he takes back the den and he's like fighting off the myth rig. I'm like, go Father, go! Oh, he's definitely built for tough. I mean, he is like mowing people down and like getting shot like fifty times. Oh, uh, and then, I mean, with mother, you know, you take her, you know, key away, and she, like she's like, I can't work no more. I have to be regular mom. 
have to, which, I can't, I can't go T pose no more. Which I mean is, I think is like the Superman conundrum, right? Where it's like, what do you do when you take the most powerful character and you introduce them in the first episode that they're literally indestructible? Like you can't shoot them. They will literally deflect bullets off of them. When you take away their ability, like, oh, now we're going to really see what you're made of and like how she, you know, she gets, she gets beat up a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just feel bad at the point where it's like, oh, I feel like this is, this is kind of like torturous and like all these guys are misogynist. I hate them. <laughs> but, you know, they don't see mother as a woman in person. They see her as a necromancer weapon, you know, so. I'd be interested in watching how they got them into those suits. Oh, they paint them on. Are they? Because they? I mean, like, because yeah. like, there's literally no like theme. Uh, yeah, there's no seams. There's nothing anywhere, and I'm just kind of like, how are you in that? Like, I was, I'm very into, like, I'm ready for like the Blu-ray to come out so I can buy yeah. that, and hopefully that's like an extra, like, how we got them in, like, how we, you know, did the suits for these. Um, but oh, dude, if I had money, like Halloween this year, or if, you know, if that was a thing this year, yeah, uh, that anyone cared about, like, dude, dressing up as one of those Mithraic guys in the dope armor and everything, be looking dope, like fly. Uh, like, I got hockey pads and stuff on, a cape. <laughs> it looks super cool. See, I would want to be one of the androids. That's that's it's so like that's uh, a lot of spray paint. I, I'm I'm willing. My <laughs> body is willing. I, I went Twitter. The the uh, Raised by Wolves Twitter was doing this like giveaway for like a, a praise soul shirt, and I was like, you got like a praise father shirt, or just like you got a father must survive at all costs. Because in the beginning of the fr- with the pilot, when mother like de- decommissions him, I was like, oh, I was so like, no, no, yeah. I, I was like. Like I get, it's kind of like one of those things that you do in a pilot where you kind of like just toss the world into disarray so that like the rest of the season is just drama. But then when they brought him back, it was like most relieving thing. And then when he went decommissioned again, I was like, oh god. But then with the little braille finger, yeah, that thing. That was the only time I don't remember that kid's name when I was like, you're not that, you're not that bad. I hated when he was like, oh, I can figure things out. He's communicating, and then he fixes his father, and I'm like, cool. Nah, I don't care about you anymore. Then he, because like he would be, uh, he'd be this like, oh, pray soul, we got to get out of here. To, oh man, I should help father. And then after that, it was like, oh, back to soul. And I'm like, kid, make up your mind. Uh, yeah, that that kid, uh, Hunter, um, who I, I hated his like, cause he's he's literally like a man. His hair too. I hate that like weird, stupid mullet that they all wear. It's just terrible. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like what I think uh, was it was it Manson or was it uh, there was an, there was a cult leader I forget but everyone would have a certain hairstyle and you know like you were talking about with Mithraism like it's a little bit like a cult so like you know yeah. guys all have mullets even the the women have mullets the women have mullets and uh, it works you, on Sue everybody else yes. I'm kind of like nah yeah she she looks like a baller and yeah. um. But no, I hated that kid. Like he, like because he was like, "I'm the most intelligent one here," and I was like, "Oh, I, oh father, like, do some with them." So he's like, "I'm the most intelligent one here." It's like, he's an android. <laughs> like he's he's literally an android. Because like he's going to know. And then I remember he starts going after him with all like the like calculations and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I I kind of want to you know make sure we round this out with uh, talking about what do you think is going to happen for season two, or what do you want the most to happen? Uh. Man, I would like Marcus to die. 
Because like I was with him for so long and then that change happened and now I'm just kind of like every time like when he got attacked by the the what the, the twins self? and then the uh the other guy uh at the end okay yeah, uh, yeah. and like they push him down like the hill of sand and like the dude puts whatever Mother- it was in his mouth it's mother's eye oh it was mother's eye and then he like starts foams yeah um i was like okay uh i i thought that he was gonna die there and i was like good bye and that would leave you know uh, something more but yeah he's i mean he's a good villain that's why i want him dead that's why he's a good villain. Like, if, if I want a character dead, that's because they're good at what they do. And I like his character. So that's why I want him to die. Um, I, I'm thinking he's probably going to do something crazy and, like, take over the... They'll probably... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to the original actor for Marcus. Oh. Be like, no, I'm not really. I did this in order to infiltrate. And they take the stupid thing off. And then it's back to him. I think that would be kind of cool, like a weird Doctor Who situation. Because um, then nobody would know who it is except for Sue. Everybody else would be like, oh, it's somebody else. Or one of the atheists that he meets is actually a Mithraic and took his old face. Face <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to. Oh man, it would be interesting. Um, <laughs> because it just reminds me of like how that moment where he truly becomes like a devout Mithraic when he has a fight against himself. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that fight choreography. And it's like the physical uh, interpretation of like two selves are battling it out and one will like come out as the victor. Like, I think there's a little bit more to do with his duality. Yeah. Um, even though that he's, you know, completely quote unquote over the edge. And I'm excited to see like, what is what he ate mother's eye. What does that mean? Does he have powers now? Is he, is the voice going to come back to him? And I feel like there's a little bit of that. The voice will be a little deus ex machina for him where he's going to be in something he should not get away with. And then he's going to get away with it somehow because the voice somehow will save him. It would be interesting if he starts seeing uh campion. Like, like- the first campion or first campion oh yeah that would and be the, interesting and i think that also talks a little bit of what we were talking about with the the paul demption and the camp 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 policism of like the original campion was a mithraic and then he later on became an atheist and then decided to create this like mission to save humanity which i think is really cool where you have like which i think is something that again i think that's what they were trying to do with the la- the, the sequel series of star wars of like with finn of like you came from the first order now you will lead a rebellion where it's like you come from the thing that you realize you must overthrow um so uh i mean but uh going off of the star wars thing i I think it would be interesting to kill uh marcus like they should have killed finn um to give his like death an actual purpose like he was going to do a thing in that second movie and then they were like he's going to have a purpose for it and then that was taken away and then in the last movie, he Nothing was just kind of there. Yeah. Like that, that, that was my, sorry, uh, Star Wars tangents real quick. That's, <laughs> that's my biggest problem with Finn is like, it felt like the only reason that he was in those movies was to get BB-8 to Rey and then get Rey to the first, uh, he was Rey like to C-3PO. the resistance. Yeah, like that's basically all he's there for because after that, he does something stupid. Uh, they, he and, uh, oh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Rose Tico? 
yeah, Rose, they go on a mission that does absolutely nothing the entire movie. They set out to do this one thing and, and then do nothing ever happens with it. Like uh, it completely fails and they literally end up with right back where they started. Um, and so I was like, well, that's kind of pointless. And then that last movie, they are just like not like there half the time. And it's, I don't know. It's it was really a lot bizarre. of fan service and not a lot of story service. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope they do something different with him. Um, I would like to see. That being said, with with uh, Marcus's death, if he's a you know truly mythic, maybe he converts the rest of the atheists to see like that's that's what I'm thinking. Maybe uh, he can he can bring them. So even if Marcus dies, uh, there are more mythic out there instead of just like what like seven people left. And that being said, there we didn't see what happened with the rest of the Mithraic. They could be like we're the true soul believers, and then like there's now this sect that's devoted to Marcus. Ooh, that would be interesting. And because then you have interreligious, you know, battles and stuff like that. And then we get further and further, probably getting to close to the atheism. Who knows? It's like the conversation, the conversations that the, sh- the show can have are like just boundless because they just opened it so well. And mm-hmm. um, something that I I want I want mother to somehow get powers back i don't know how i it's she's gonna have to kill marcus to get those powers back unless the atheists also have another mother that would be interesting if they have their own mother and then marcus sends mama after mother what if it's called daughter <laughs> and I, I, I want to see what's happening with the snake because um i don't know if you remember it but in the last episode paul sees like the cave drawings mm-hmm. and the snake starts moving yeah uh, but you see that there but is again a- i think that was the voice you know yes. messing with poor paul as he burns metal but yeah, anyway allows him to see what the reality is which is like there is a mysticism within the science, which I'm like, oh my god, how are they how are they doing this? Um, which I love because uh, the the writer was talking about how like, you know, the the age old you know analogy of like magic is just technology we can't explain. If we brought a cell phone back, you know, 300 years, they'd be like, it's magic. Um, they wouldn't understand it. So it's like burning metal and turning it into a, a message is a technology that we just don't understand yet. And I yeah. I, I like that understanding, um, but like. You see in the cave drawing, there is a version of like the lander that mother and father came in with six little dots, possibly representing the children, going towards Earth. And it's like this idea, like maybe they go back to Earth. Yeah, that's that's why. It, well, I mean, I, I, that's why I'm kind of thinking everything's a circle. The circle, exactly. And then, so and then, it's like yeah. they're going to destroy this planet mm-hmm. and then they have to go to another planet. And so it's just one big circle after circle after circle. And, and just and like that, the snake. Yeah. And or Boris baby. Um, and, and it's, I think that idea is definitely supported with the devolving humans, mm-hmm. which was super cool. Cause you saw that they were Neanderthal and they were originated from the planet, which I was just like one of my absolute favorite lines. And I don't know if you have one, so I, I don't, I hate to put you on the spot if, unless you do, but oh, no, fi- I don't have any favorite <laughs> One of my Other favorite soul. <laughs> my favorite line I think of the show is when father says to mother, "Is like there is a history of this plant we are deeply ignorant of, or I feel I fear we are deeply ignorant of." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like, and that's the thing where I think a lot of 
it's kind of like that same fear that I think I Am Legend try to have, but since I Am Legend's a little bit more actiony and not so scary, that most horror films try to do of like, you're not alone on this planet. Like mm-hmm. you just thought you were alone, and then after this art crash, now you're starting to see these creatures. Maybe the environment changed, and now these creatures are coming towards you for some reason. Maybe something's happening in the tropical zone, and now like climate change. You know, the 12 years that though that the androids and camping and the rest of the people were on this planet affected just this like butterfly affected the the environment in such a way where now these devolved things are coming and you know we don't know where these worms are we don't know where these holes came from but now act it's kind of like actually how i think game of thrones the book opens and it opens with like a scene with the white walker and the white walker it's actually after the fact that denier's eggs hatch is because it released magic back into the world and so like there, ah, there's I'm over the moon about this show and I just, I'm excited for anything that kind of happens with it at this point. So I I see on like the, the HBO website, there's a comic Mm -hmm. and I'm like, is that good? Should I read that comic? I think I may just cause it looks cool. Then you got to listen to the podcast then too. I do need to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, It's it's cool because they bring in like planetologists who talk about. Really? So it's not just them just chatting about the episode. The, the creator really Scott never makes an appearance. Sorry, sorry, spoilers. Uh, But uh, yeah, they bring in. You can spoil a podcast. (laughs) They bring in someone who works with AI, someone who works with planetology, someone who works with religion, someone who understands the politics of weapons of mass destruction. So it's it's very interesting. They they just talk about concepts that the show brings up and then bring in experts to talk about those things. That's cool. It's pretty fun. Um, uh oh oh I forgot. Let's kind of go through the uh the the cast okay real quick. Um just because I mean everybody did a phenomenal job oh. and I'm gonna butcher names here. I apologize. Um we have Amanda Collin as mm. mother um Abukar Salim as father uh Travis Fimmel as Marcus. Uh, this one's hard. Uh, Niam Algar. Is that how one would say it? I, I think like Niall, Niall, Niall Haran, but Niall Haran. Yeah, I can see that. Um, as Sue. Uh, I like Winta McGrath. I think that's a pretty dope name. It's pretty dope. Winta as Cambian. Uh, Felix Jameson as Paul. And then uh, Jordan Lorem as Tempest. Everybody else I could care less about. Danny, um, no, they did a good <laughs> job. We had no, yeah, they, they did a good job. But I mean, character-wise, they don't really do anything. Like, of everybody, like, Tempest has, you know, story elements that are unique to her. Uh, Paul does, Cambian does, Sue, Marcus, mother, father. Really, nobody else really has anything i will say uh i did like mr cosmo jarvis who played uh campion sturgis the original campion oh yes um when he has to send mother away and she says i feel like everything's terrible and and i feel and he's like oh that's sadness i'm sorry for that and i was like oh like it's like i apologize for giving you the ability to feel yeah sadness that you will never see me again it's like holy crap like it's they do such a good job like the just everything in this show like the the story elements are on point um visuals look great the acting is great the score is freaking awesome oh my god okay Uh, i did not skip the opening ever oh dude i don't know why you would like it's it's kind of long as openings go Mm -hmm. i mean especially for stuff nowadays it's what like 45 seconds 
it's not short yeah um but it was just like oh man yeah that's but that's then good. like it's it's so it's kind of like and that's the thing one thing i really loved about the mother character like i felt like oh my gosh she's so scary but like the first half hour of the pilot you just feel so like she's willing to do anything for her for her cubs and i felt so like comforted to see that character and then seeing the opening has just felt that same kind of like there's a motherly nurturing feel while you're seeing nuclear bombs go off yeah in the opening and so it's just like oh there's it's a good conflicting feeling of like this is how the world kind of ends and what happens when we kind of break open this door of like new ideas of religion and and artificial intelligence and faster than light travel these kind of things it's like whoa where do we go from here um that i thought the opening song in some way complements the visuals that you see and definitely it, yeah um that's that's by ben ben frost and i've been listening to that theme song every once in a while just to be like oh, i need it like that's the one thing i love about good tv shows the feeling the sad one sad feeling is you'll never watch it for the first time again yeah and uh this show is in spades um what else do we need to cover before we wrap this um, up baby I think we've pretty much covered everything. I mean, like, we both like the show. Yes. Uh, we both talked the things that we, or people, that we didn't really <laughs> like in the show. Because other than that, I mean, we didn't really talk about things like elements of the show that we didn't like, because I don't think there's a lot. I mean, I'll, I'll say this for people who may be getting into sci-fi for the first time or, like, maybe un- unsure, like, what the show is. Like, if you're looking for something that's going to, like, kind of say, like, because this happened, uh, this is the cause and effect of it. It's a little bit more um, trying to have in a discussion with you. I won't even go as far to say an intellectual discussion, but it's asking you questions that I think you have a lot more fun living in yeah. um, versus knowing like, okay, well then what? You know, like what happens if robots teach kids how to live? It's like, well, this is how it would be. Or it's like, what if, you know, the most nurturing, caring, you know, thing on this planet is also the most powerful destructive thing which was reprogrammed for for good but also has the ability to be evil but what what would you do if these artificial intelligence started actually working better and they could start feeling like that turmoil that father has is like i want to take care of the kids but being with mother makes me angry and that mm-hmm. impedes on my ability to hang out to to, to, to protect to take the kids. care of the kids yeah and it's just like oh my it's just, oh i was like oh and and again what i was talking about earlier in the non-spoilery of it's just the power dynamic of the father feeling displaced that he cannot provide as well as mother can, which I think is a universal concept. But even then how she says, I met with Campion, our, our creator, and he downloaded files into my systems. I'm and like, he was like, you had intercourse. And she yeah. was like, yeah. And, it's and, like, and he's just like, even an Android could feel betrayed. And it's that I, this is the thing that I love about Android or artificial intelligence done really well is they show more human insight than the humans do. It's mm-hmm. always like the walking dead. It's like, Oh, the zombies aren't afraid. It's like, you should be afraid of the humans where it's like the androids are the ones that you should be really, like really seeing. Like they're having to discover what these feelings are for the first time. Yeah. And like uh, most of them are more human than half of the humans on the show. Yeah. Um, and it kind of shows because like they do kind of raise cambion as a android wolf. almost uh. <laughs> yeah they do raise him as wolf um, so yeah i i was wonder i was waiting for somebody to say something about wolves like, well in, no, on the first episode 
Yeah, but I mean, other than that, like I was, I was waiting for somebody, you know, to be like, oh, we wolves, you know, like you get it like one time, and that's it. And, and I was just like, it's funny because I think I remember in the trailer, but then they then they do mention Romulus, and I was like, oh, that is a wolf. Oh, he is. I forget he's he's. So it's he's, like, who's raised by wolves? Is it Cambian that is raised by wolves, or is it Paul who are raised by wolves in sheep's clothing? Or is it the human race that is being raised by a Kepler twenty two B? Yeah, never mind. Forget it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't care about. I don't care about the humans. But yeah, it's like which which wolves or who's being raised by what? I mean, and and also the thing. I don't know if I, I missed it, but I I didn't see it in the show. But I remember waiting for this line to happen in the series um, that happened in the in the in the teaser where you have mothers like let me tell you about the story about three little pigs and then you hear marcus's line in the teaser say like you know that wolf she tells you about she's the wolf and i don't think that line happened in the show yeah no i don't think they i don't think they do that because she, she tells them the story about the three little pigs but yeah i don't think she like i don't remember i should re-watch it again yeah I, would, I actually don't mind rewatching. That's how much I love the show. But like, there is that. I remember when she was telling that story and she, she blew. And you're like, that's how she killed people. That's really scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could talk days for this show, but I won't, I won't torture our listeners for that. Um, Tom, thanks for coming on. This was, uh, this was super fun. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries. Uh, where can everybody find you social media wise? They could find me personally if they look up anything that says tall, dark, not ugly. Uh, that's on every social media. But if you want to listen to Nerd On, the podcast, I recommend uh, just look up Nerd On TV. And that's, you can find that on all social medias except Tinder. I guess it's not technically a social media. MySpace? You guys have a MySpace? Well, B- Bumble, because you actually you could, you could do business swipes oh you can do business on bumble apparently that's a thing what uh (laughs) guys look out for the what's up fandom uh bumble (laughs) swiping through for guests (laughs) Um, but uh yeah nerd on tv on everything i think that's also the same on twitch now too so nice and we'll put you know links and everything down there uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane find the podcast on instagram at what's up fandom on twitter at what's up fandom pc for podcast all episodes itunes stitcher pod being google play spotify uh, Amazon Music. Um, we've got the the YouTube up now. The YouTubes. We're on the YouTubes now. Uh, thanks to uh, other Josh for um, uh, he- helping us up with the YouTube stuff. Uh, he's been super great with the editing. Uh, thanks to One Out of Ten for the intro and outro music. Uh, check them out on Spotify. Also in the link. And check out Raised by Wolves. Also in the Everything is in the show notes. We just put everything in there. You don't even have to listen to the episode. Just everything's just all in the show notes. Uh, all the links that you could possibly want. Uh, but Tom, dude, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's do this again sometime with uh, maybe do Utopia. Who knows? But oh, unless you have, yeah. you have more you have cooler guests, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I never have any cool guests. Uh, so uh, for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. And I'm Tom. Bye, everybody.